Hey, it's your host, April. This show, The High Guide, talks about altered states of consciousness brought on by cannabis and psychedelics and is intended for audiences 21 and over. If you've been listening to the show for a while and you like what you hear, please leave us a rating, a review, or a heart wherever you listen to podcasts. And lastly, I'm not a medical professional. If you are experiencing any mental or physical health concerns, please seek a licensed medical professional. It's crazy how like when, with your eyes closed, it's almost like you're seeing dreams. Hey, I'm April Pride, your host on the High Guide podcast. This is the show for women who have an open and curious mind. And this is a show all about women changing their lives thanks to altered states. You just heard from Maria Prieto, one of our three sister trippers this season. I met Maria exactly a year ago when I was looking for a video editor to take an idea I had related to the color orange and the role it plays in developing our psyche. More specifically, symbolism related to this color, to orange, and our ability to trust ourselves. Go back and listen to episode number 28 of this podcast featuring a psychedelic audio experience, or trip music, intended to help you trust your gut and inspired by the color orange. But first, we listen in as the last of our three sister trippers shares how her psychedelic experience unfolded. I bet, like her, you've asked yourself, but what does it all mean? (laughs) I know, it's a big question, so we're going to focus on the greater meaning or symbolism that arises during a trip with psilocybin mushrooms. As with every episode, we'll jump into the word of the week before listening to our high guide, Natasha Lannard, perform Maria's intake and integration. And remember to stay to the almost end for our trip tips. Now for the word of the week, symbolism. The use of symbols to represent ideas or qualities. The idea that things represent other things. Yellow represents the color as well as optimism, energy, joy, happiness, and friendship. The meaning-enhancing properties of psychedelics lead us to assign significance to otherwise ordinary observations. We've arrived at our final sister tripper, Los Angeles by way of Mexico City, 20-something videographer Maria Prieto, whose integration gave me an alternative mantra to my two-word mindset reset, trust and faith. Stick around to find out what those new magic words may be. For now, enjoy the quick rapport established between Maria and her psychedelic integration facilitator, Natasha Lannard. In this pre-journey intake, Natasha's ability to immediately connect with Maria is crucial, since they will not be meeting face-to-face. While sometimes there's more history between a would-be psychonaut and their coach, oftentimes you arrive at ceremony and dive right in. Even this short exchange allowed Natasha to find common ground so Maria would have trust in her high guide. Although Natasha won't be physically or virtually with Maria while she's under the influence, she did prepare a playlist. And for Maria, knowing that there's a playlist she's listening to that was assembled with care from someone who appreciates similar film composer, it goes a long way to, you know, feeling held, so to speak, in a vulnerable moment. So after establishing trust, and getting well-earned advice to set up her psychedelic journey for success, our sister tripper is all set 
and ready to prepare for blastoff. So I looked at your intake and saw that you have a pretty new and developing relationship with psychedelics. Yeah. 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 I would say it's been about a year since I started the process of experimenting with them. And it has been extremely um, just pleasant. The experience overall has always been positive. It really has felt like opening doors within myself and seeing myself in a different light. So yeah, overall, the experience has been really, um, I've been really grateful for it. That's awesome. Have you ever had an experience by yourself before? I have. I think I read you're from Mexico City. You know, we left Mexico when I was young and I felt like I really just wanted to assimilate to, you know, the American culture instead of honoring my roots. And it wasn't, it wasn't until my early twenties that I really felt a desire to connect again with my heritage. Um, I think doing that for myself will just be a tremendous experience. Going into this experience that might be helpful would be building a nice altar Mm. that reflects your heritage. I'm fascinated by the concept of guides and ancestors really channeling them through my experience. Um, Because I guess something, some of the process that I've been working through on myself is that in the past, I have been that very schedule regimented person. And, you know, it's like very myopic, just this way, this way, this way. And what I found with this experience is that you kind of just open your eyes to the full picture of everything. And I think to get guidance from something that is outside of myself would be incredibly beneficial. Absolutely. And it really, you know, I think is also a good reminder is it's so many times in our life, it's so easy to feel alone. Mm. And, you know, when you, through the act of kind of reconnecting to the, to the shoulders that you're standing on, it can be a really great reminder that like, you're not alone. You never were alone. And that's why you're here. Mm-hmm. Just because it's not necessarily a scene, a scene sense experience doesn't mean you can't have a sensory experience otherwise. I think the reason I was really looking forward to our conversation was to find a way to set an intention, but it doesn't really necessarily have to be set in stone, I guess, and just see what comes out of that, if that makes sense. When you're making an intention and it's around a goal, it's great to be hyper-specific, right? Mm -hmm. But when you're making an intention as an explorer, Mm -hmm. you want to make sure that you open the door for the nuance to bring messages, right? Because if we're so one-tracked on exactly, you know, this one sentence, anything that might come up, it's like, oh, well, that's not what I'm looking for. Like, I'm going to set this aside. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that I kind of incorporate in my own personal process is, you know, when I think about what my intention is, is sometimes I'm like, I'm just open to hearing whatever messages, for instance, my body has for me today or my heart. Or I'm open to receiving the guidance from, you know, the beings and angels and, you know, ancestors that surround me. I'm open to, I'm open to that dialogue, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's some ways to welcome in the information, but one of the things that can be helpful is like maybe getting clear on where you'd like to hear it. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I'm saying is like from the body, from the heart, from your ancestors and guides, like where, where would you like to, to connect? Or I guess put up your antenna. <laughs> will you be at your home or tell me a little bit about what you have planned yes. for yourself? So I will be at my apartment. And the way I've done it before in my own space is usually I'll set up, I have these lights that are really mellow. Like they almost make the room look a little like underwater type thing. And I always like to put music that's really calming 
like soundtracks, scores to films, uh, classical music. I find that that kind of just always puts me in a very grounded space. And are you a Max Richter fan? Hmm. I yes, Max Richter. Love, love, love. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And make sure to check out the High Guide Spotify featuring music like what you're listening to right now, a piece by Max Richter, which is on the playlist Natasha made for Maria. Natasha explains the importance of audio to connect seemingly separate segments of your psychedelic experience. One of the things that I usually do is obviously making sure that if you can have a continuance of your playlist on your mobile device so that that way, like I love when I do that in my own personal experience, I'll just put on my headphones and then I come back home and it's just, I'm still in it. I never left it. Why is this important? Because trips can last four to six hours. So you may want to choose to venture outdoors like Maria is anticipating she'll want to. Let's say if I wanted to go out for a walk, like, would you recommend I remain kind of at home or if I'm called to, you know, be outside with the sky? Because, well, at nighttime, I don't think I would do that. Yeah. But, you know, during the day, sometimes it can be nice to be outside with fresh air. I'm just curious. I couldn't agree more. Nature is our greatest teacher. Yeah. Right. If, if there's ever any confusion in life, like the probably the fastest way to find an answer is to look at the natural system. So mm-hmm. I strongly encourage if you're able to and you're comfortable to obviously go outside. I think one of the biggest things is like, I mean, you know, there's an arc to these types of experiences. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you're at the very top of it, it might be good to be at your house or whatever it is. Um, (laughs) Or maybe not. I mean, who knows, right? Choose your own adventure. Choosing your own adventure takes confidence. And we here at The High Guide know psychedelics can help us trust ourselves and our decisions to walk our own path. Maria is truly a woman who does exactly this. So let's join Maria on the other side with Natasha, who is integrating our sister tripper after consuming two grams of Golden Teacher. And you can learn more about this strain and psilocybin dosage in episode number 43 of this podcast titled The Medicine. The best version of herself, Maria feels, is a person who is more open to experiencing life in a less rigid or fixed way. With that in mind, and now that we're on the other side, post-trip, let's begin Maria's integration so we can connect her intention with the symbolism of what came up. Natasha begins by explaining to Maria the purpose of integration. The purpose of integration is kind of like multifaceted, right? It's awesome to share, and I definitely want to hear about what happened because I'm deeply fascinated by (laughs) these experiences. And then the second part is like coming to some opportunity to make meaning of the experience, right? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes it can be very easy to get caught up in the phenomenon of what happened Mm -hmm. and then find yourself on the other side of it and be like, well, what did it mean? The secondary aspect of integration is like what to do with the information if there is anything to do. Okay. Beautiful. All right. How how should I start? (laughs) Why don't you just, why don't we just start by you telling me about what happened, maybe the setup, um, anything that you want to share? No, I'll run you through the day because I think it was just really important for me to go into it with a very, obviously an open mind, but being very mindful of my headspace the whole day. Um, So, you know, waking up, doing a good workout, treating myself to a delicious breakfast that I cooked and like all the while just kind of like taking my time and not rushing through my day. 
And then I went to get flowers and everything to build the altar, as you'd suggested. And yeah, it was really nice because I, I find that I tend to rush through my day. And that's something that I really wanted to work through. So being incredibly mindful that day helped just keep me in like a very calm, even keeled space. And then, yeah, putting the altar together was really relaxing and meditative. And I chose to take medicine during the day around like 2.30, just because I wanted, you know, that afternoon sun. I wanted to go on a walk. Totally. Yeah. And the playlist you made me. I mean, (laughs) that was just, I think, the the best part because I I ended up spending the majority of my experience kind of like laying in bed um, with my eyes closed, just kind of like listening to the music. And during that time, it just, it's crazy how like with your eyes closed, it's almost like you're seeing dreams. It's funny because then I open my eyes and like, I'm I'm fully present. Like I'm in my room. I know it's me. What I was kind of seeing was being like on a biking ship (laughs) <laughs> and I was just kind of like Viking captain. Um, and I was, awesome. Yeah, I was working through issues with my son. We had a tumultuous relationship. With it, your son? Yeah, it was with the son. That was more of like a feeling. Like I never actually saw the son. Let's rewind and repeat what Natasha shared with Maria during intake. It's not necessarily a scene a seen sense experience doesn't mean you can't have a sensory experience otherwise. Do you have a child? No. <laughs> I have a <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, like in my dream, I was this kind of like redheaded waking. <laughs> but Sweet. in terms of the imagery, I I could see like being on a boat and like the water rushing through and feeling the kind of wind, like the gusts of wind. And I think it was more like the feeling of being on a quest is I guess what was just really present. Yeah. You were on a journey. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm always so deeply fascinated the way that elementals show up in these experiences. Mm. Um, And the reason that I had kind of brought that up is because, you know, water is the element of feeling Mm. and air is the element of the mind. And so it's interesting that you would be kind of experiencing these two elemental forces in your experience, right? Like you're, you're navigating the waters of your own internal landscape. It's just so fascinating. I have to say that water is definitely something that comes up a lot when I'm going on these journeys, especially when I'm, you know, with eyes closed, I, I just feel this movement. Um, and yeah, also like the breezes, like that happens often. Let's dive into the symbolism of water and air. Remember, psychedelics enhance our perception of meaning. Things appear to be more meaningful than they would otherwise seem to be. So let's make meaning from nothing, so to speak. Water. On a recent trip to Israel, I was reminded at every ruin where once stood an ancient civilization that the absolute need for water drove remarkable innovation including side-of-mountain man-carved cisterns as large as the entry foyer for Sabrina Vander Woodson's penthouse, and each of the 20 cisterns fed by a pinball machine-inspired track to catch and transport rainwater. I mean, amazing stuff. 
Water's utility is irrefutable. It is the source of life for all living things, as is air, which, in the form of wind or a breeze, as is the case in Maria's trip, is the messenger of divine intervention. Water's aligned with feminine energy, which is about receiving. I would say that the symbolism of water is very much a reminder for Maria and us all to ride the wave that moves us forward simply by receiving, not only doing or making it happen. The wind, as divine intervention, reminds us that we have a breeze at our backs, help from others, our ancestors, to move us safely and swiftly through life. And while in Maria's trips, it's a breeze, we all know that air can move directions, that it can pick up speed. So perhaps there's also symbolism in the fact that we don't know which way the wind will blow. Did you notice when this was playing out, if you had any particular emotional experience, like feelings or any memories or anything, or was it just mostly transpersonal, just kind of outside of, your, you know, you were, you as a Viking? <laughs> a lot of them didn't stick as much. Like that one for me was the most vivid one, but something, once I processed everything and I woke up the next day, something that kind of hit me that morning I actually, I wrote it down in my journal, but it was basically about, so I wrote patience and presence. I felt immense calm and power. Honestly, I wrote power as well. Did you catch it? The two new words I'm adding to my say it to slay it phrases. And I mean, slay as in kill intrusive thoughts, patience and presence. Listen on as Maria conveys what she sketched in her journal. So I wrote this kind of circle, like this loop that, you know, presence leads to you being more patient because that's something that I, I really want to work with. Work on is just, you know, breathing and having more patience um, and letting time just kind of do its own thing and me not feeling like a need to control it. Um, and yeah, I think just being present is what can help with that. I would order these three words, presence, power, and then patience, presence, being in your body, in the moment, confident in your intuition of what's currently transpiring, steer the ship and noticing the water and the wind. Power, standing in your choices despite <laughs> their popularity or lack thereof, or the immediate impact that they may have. Riding with the forces that be. And patience, you've chosen a path and you're committed to showing up, which includes trusting that if this is the right path for you, the universe has your back. And if it's not, trust there's meaning in that too. Stay the course, powerful Viking. This is the secret, these three Ps. The hard part is living by each with unwavering consistency. And that's where the medicine comes in. How was your experience with the medicine? It was great. It was definitely, I would say, a little bit more intense than usual because I, when I take it for um, recreational purposes, I, you know, take very, very, very small doses. But you know, I still was able to feel present. Like at no point did I feel um, out of out of it, like at all. Like it was, you know, the colors were really pretty, sounds <laughs> are as you know, just majestic. For me, what I enjoyed most about this entire experience was the reverence that I had for the whole thing. And it's not, you know, it wasn't this taking the medicine as a recreational activity, which 
so great. Big fan, big fan of that. (laughs) Going into it with the mindset that I went into it with really made it for like a transcendental experience. And I guess I have an idea of how to continue integrating this, but is it something that just kind of sticks or? So I would say a few things. Mm -hmm. What usually the way I would describe it in my own personal experience is that one of the most powerful things about this and integration is the awareness Mm. of what was maybe unseen before. And you can't really, you've heard that, that line, like you can't unsee something. Mm -hmm. And so I think one of those things is like, all right, now that you've seen, you know, what you've needed to see, choose not to unsee it where I notice my integration coming in way after the fact is when something comes up that tests me and maybe something that I feel like, you know, I would normally have reacted in a certain way and I'm able to show up with more presence. I'm able to show up with more patience. I'm able to to just show up as a better version of myself. That's like another stage in the integration, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think the other thing too that you could do is have a space that has some items or symbols or, you know, the words or whatever you want it to be there. So it's visible. And honestly, even something as simple as like having, you know, a thing on the background of your phone with just your words on it or setting yourself a calendar reminder that just pops them up. And so it's really, it becomes one of those things. It's like one of the things that I feel like is amazing about these experiences is it gives you an opportunity to unlock that inner healer. Your psyche has an opportunity to talk to you in a way. And your psyche communicated, you know, that like really some, some magic could be had through the, a presence and a patience practice. All right. So now, you know, it's up to you to take that guidance and develop it and develop those skills. How can you, in the midst of chaos, be at the center of the storm and not on the far edges getting totally tossed around? I think the thing that's the most important to me, like in the work that I've done with you know other people in these types of settings, it's like, remember who you are, right? Before people tried to sell you stuff, before people told you what was and was not, you know, how to think or whatever conditioning it is. But like at the core, like, who are you remembering who you are at that soul level? And these, you know, experiences are such an amazing opportunity to serve as a reminder at beneath all of all of the stuff that might be a little bit more, you know, surface level and still very important. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But at that at that core, right? Like, we're not our titles. We're not our jobs. We're not what we have accumulated in our life, like at the deep, deepest level. Mm-hmm. And that presence is really, that's the jumping board for, for diving into that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been a pleasure, I have to say. I feel really blessed to have you in my orbit. I couldn't have said it better myself, Maria. Natasha, we're also lucky to have you in our orbit. We definitely need to follow up with Maria to see how she's further integrated the symbolism of her psychedelic experience. And for you, today's trip tips are methods to consider when looking for meaning through symbolism in a psychedelic journey. For today's trip tips, questions to ask when investigating psychedelic symbolism. 
which elements, colors, and cultural references are present? Where am I intuitively making connections? What is the emotional and physical response I have to these revelations? What greater meaning could these symbols have beyond my interpersonal landscape? Who are the real-life players represented by the symbolism? Thank you for listening to this episode of The High Guide. And thank you to today's sister tripper, Maria Prieto, as well as Natasha, who's been our featured psychedelic integration facilitator this season on The High Guide. I'd also like to thank Adelia Carello and Lalin St. Juice for joining us this season. I'm your host, April Pride. Tune in next week for a special treat as we wrap up this season. And please check out our website, thehigh.guide, for more information on The High Guide and for this episode's show notes. Please remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or give us a heart on Spotify. It really does help more people find the show. Thank you and see you on the other side.